Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. My, my, has this been one of the craziest weeks for me? Don't even ask me what happened between last episode and this because, to be honest with you, I don't remember anything past about 9, 10 o'clock on Thursday morning. So, yeah, I got my wisdom teeth pulled out. I look like a chipmunk and... That's the extent of what's been going on with me, but let's talk more about it today on this episode of Off the Record. We're talking about wisdom teeth in my first surgical experience. It's been a whirlwind and we're still getting through it, but I was like, I have to put this podcast up. So, you know, for the sake of you, if you listen and you enjoy it, here's the episode. Hope it's okay because honestly, I can't hear myself, but we'll get into that too. Okay. Okay, real quick, jumping back to last week's episode, let's go ahead and talk about the outcome of the college football championship. So Alabama and Ohio State, and we all knew, and based on my predictions as well, I thought that Alabama was going to win, and they did. Final score was 52 to 24, and that is a very large margin to win by. But I'm, I mean, I was a little surprised, but at the same time, thinking back on it, you can't expect a Big Ten team to go up against an SEC team that can constantly cranks out amazing players and constantly, you know, keeps building their program up. One of the things that I had, I feel like had to do a lot with this game was ego and just um, starstruck, if you will, because I think that Alabama is so used to playing in the college football championship. This is a game that they expect to be at every single year. And so in their heads and in Nick Saban's head, it's, it's just another game. And for them, they don't they don't get stage fright when they go go onto that field for that college football championship. Whereas I feel like Ohio State, they are a usual bowl t- bowl game contender, but they are not usually a college football championship contender, and, and rarely have we seen them on that on that stage recently. And so I feel like they go out on that field and they are a little bit starstruck, but also you, you they could not match up against the Alabama Crimson Tide. And also we know Devontae Smith got injured, but he but being the Heisman and just going up against this Ohio State team, he had a target on his back the whole time. And so ultimately, I mean, that was unfortunate that he got taken out for a hand injury. But in the end, we Alabama won 52-24. Even though Devontae Smith got pulled and, and a lot of people thought that Ohio State was going to have the upper hand there for a little bit, they really didn't and they really didn't take over and they didn't play with enough urgency or like just – that their dynamic was off too and that's something that i feel like the alabama crimson tide has the ability to do they have the ability to shut down those that offense they have the ability to block and they ultimately can put up a good front and put up you know really solid defense and produce in the offense in order to win every single time so as much as i hate to say it and i'm and much as much as i don't like to say that alabama is number one they truly are and they continuously crank out amazing players and i think we'll definitely see them again next year at college football championship no doubt in my mind okay let's talk about surgery okay so i'm now the toothless wonder i have no wisdom left got four wisdom teeth pulled and the dentist or he's not the dentist what do you call them oral surgeon orthodontist i don't know i never had braces before i've never had braces i've never had a surgery the closest I've ever gotten to surgery has been a shot, you know, like, you know, getting like your vaccines. And so I really didn't know what to expect, but my brothers had both had their teeth pulled before and I was talking to them about their experience. One brother was totally fine. He went in, you know, had his surgery, went normal, was sleepy when he came out and drowsy and everything, but he was able to go pretty much back to normal the day after. My other brother had an absolute nightmare situation, got his teeth pulled, ended up having a dry socket, was in the most pain of his life. And he was basically talking to me about surgery, like he was preparing me to go into like some sort of battle. 
and he was like you better be eating everything you can right now drink everything you can right now and i was like cameron i'm not i'm like i'm gonna be okay he's like i don't know i would have taken anything to, to ease the pain when i had my dry socket but i feel like he's the exception to the rule but the orthodontist who pulled my teeth actually was friends with my dad's cousin in college they both went to ecu together and my my dad's cousin his name is john he is kind of he's he's known to like everybody i feel like as like the funny guy and the guy who's just always down for a good time and so that's very much what i got from this orthodontist when he came in the room and i was like i immediately in my head was like oh i know exactly why you're friends with john and so he told me this story he was like yeah one time i went and I went to the beach and I wanted to prove to everybody that I was still like the young guy that I that I like to think that I am. I went boogie boarding and I ended up breaking both my legs. And I was like, that sounds exactly like something that my dad's cousin would do. Just like being crazy, you know? But anyways, he ended up, he took my teeth out. And one of the things that they had me do when I went in is they made sure that I wasn't wearing any jewelry. And then I looked around and what is everybody else in the room wearing? They're all wearing their wedding bands. And I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. So I was like, huh? Why do you, that, I don't know. That was something that I was like, why tell me to not wear it if you're wearing it? Hmm? But maybe they took it off once I like was out cold with anesthesia, which was another thing. He walked in and Dr. Galahine was like, Mackenzie, how much do you weigh? And I was like, um, like a hundred. And he was like, oh, I'm not even going to ask you to count 10 breaths. You're going to be out in a few seconds. And I was like, okay. So I sat there and then I don't remember anything about falling asleep. I remember is that I was out cold and then I could feel scratching, but it didn't hurt. Um, I was just, you know, laying there and they, as soon as I felt like it was starting, it was over and my teeth were pulled and I was waking up. One of the things that I was really scared about going under general anesthesia because I'd never been under it before was what I was going to say or do when I woke up. I was like, am I going to be crazy? Am I going to be a little bit subdued? Am I going to be totally out cold? What What's up? But I woke up and I actually felt emotional, which is weird for me because I'm not a very emotional person or maybe I am and I just like always decide to not show it. But I woke up and immediately I was like, I want to hug my grandmother. Oh my gosh. And my grandmothers, they're both dead. So didn't share that with the family, but I was like, I was like really emotional and I don't know why, but I kept sitting there and I kept falling back asleep and the nurses had to keep waking me up. They're like, Mackenzie, you have to stay awake in order to go to the car. You have to stay awake. And I was like, I just want to sleep here. And then I made it to the car and I told my dad, I was like, I have to Bluetooth to this, to this vehicle right now. And he's like, huh? And I was like, dad, you don't understand. I have to play this music. It's Motley Crue's 40th anniversary. I have to play Motley Crue. And so he let me Bluetooth to the car and I jammed out to Motley Crue, which I know I was not subdued for because I have a video of it. My mom does because she videoed. And I think it was Kickstart My Heart and Livewire. Those were the two that I was absolutely rocking out to. And I honestly didn't even realize it was Motley Crue's 40th anniversary till I got home. And I was like, no shit. The thing that I was jamming out to and going, you know, absolutely heinous on was like the it's the band's 40th anniversary i thought that was kind of cool just a coincidence but um right after surgery i was definitely out of it and even then through the second day not the anesthesia had worn off but i was definitely still out of it and i'm a little bit out of it today as well because originally they had me taking tylenol an antibiotic and an anti-nausea pill which is normal 
And within the first day, I was able to cut back to only taking the antibiotic pill, which is good for me because I really don't like taking medicine. It's not like that I can't swallow the pills or anything, but it's just something that I'm like hesitant to do because it can throw off, you know, the balance of whatever's already in your body. And so I'm glad to say that I was able to cut back to only one pill after that. But you know, going home, we stopped by the smoothie shop because I can't have dairy. And so that's one of the things we also prepared for pre-surgery was getting food that was dairy-free that I could eat. So we got like acai, um, little bar things. We got uh, dairy-free coffee, not dairy-free coffee, dairy-free coffee ice cream and just other different types of dairy-free ice cream. And I got like a dairy-free protein shake, you know, because I was preparing for the fact that like looking how my brothers went through it, one of them was fine and the other one was on a liquid diet for over 24 hours and like lost some weight and everything like that. And one of the things that Dr. Gallhan actually had me prepare for going into the surgery was he asked me, he's like, how much do you weigh? And I told him and then he was like, you need to try and gain a couple pounds by surgery day because when you because when you come out of it, depending on how you handle pain, depending on how this medicine goes through your body, you might take longer on that liquid diet. And because you're so small already, we don't want you something else to happen. Right. And so I'm going the days leading up to surgery. I was, I was eating like the Wendy's four for four. I was, which is to some people, that's an average amount of food, but for me, that's a lot of food. And I would consider myself a foodie. Actually, I'm really into food. I really like trying new foods and there's never a food that I've had that I really just didn't like, but I am picky about certain foods. Like I only eat Southern food around the holidays because otherwise it's just too heavy for me. I'm really into clean food. And, but basically I was eating the Wendy's 444. I was eating these huge combo meals from Zaxby's and I had a bunch of sushi and I was drinking a lot of water. So my, IV, so the, the IV could go in easily and my, my veins wouldn't be collapsed and small because that can make it really painful. And I was also, you know, the last meal leading up to the last two dinners before surgery. One was at my favorite Mexican restaurant, went and got my favorite tacos. And then the day, the night before surgery, I went, I, we went to get Chinese food and I had really good chicken and, and rice. I don't remember the name of the dish. And I had spicy tuna roll with my dad. So that was really good stuff. And I'm really thankful that I ate all of that because the night leading up to surgery, you can't eat anything or drink anything past midnight. And one of my fears actually was that I was going to wake up in the middle of the night, not really be aware of what I was doing and just drink a bunch of water because that normally happens to me. And I feel like everybody can relate to that. You just wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, give me water. And then it's it tastes like the best thing in the world. Something about water in, at like 3 a.m. tastes better than water at literally any other time. But um, going into surgery though, I was pretty nervous to be honest with you. And I'm not somebody that normally stresses out. I got my teeth cleaned the day before surgery at my general dentist's office. And I was talking to, um, the, 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 the dentist, um, assistant. And I was like, Hey, like, what can I expect going into this? This is my first surgery. I've never been under anesthesia. I've never gotten an IV. And so she was prepping me for that. And she really helped, helped me calm down because originally back in, I want to say it was like, October, October, she was talking to me about how, um, where my wisdom teeth were sitting at that time, which was the last time I had an x-ray done, they were sitting on the nerve, which is dangerous to get your wisdom teeth pulled when that is the case, because it could cause permanent nerve damage. And ultimately you wouldn't be able to move your jaw and stuff like that, which is kind of important because 
you know, moving your jaw allows you to talk, allows you to sing, allows you to eat your food, which is very important, critical, necessary. I don't want to really, I'm not a big fan of eating blended Cheerios for the rest of my life. And so, yeah, that was one, she was really helping me prep for that. And she was like, the more you stress yourself out over it, the harder it's going to be to go asleep during anesthesia. And so she was telling me a bunch of like things to try. So one of the things she recommended was when you get in the chair, like instead of talking to the ladies about surgery, if you don't have any questions, like just talk to them about their day. Don't try, if you're stressed out, don't try and talk to them about the surgery because that's only going to make you stress out even more. And so that's what I did. And I just, one of the ladies, um, actually reminded me of one of my best friends, Amber. I went in and I was very nervous at first, but then she was, she started talking to me and all of her mannerisms reminded me exactly of my friend, Amber. And I was immediately more comfortable and she was joking with me and she was like complimenting me on my shirt because I, I wore the, um, pineapple express driver's license t-shirt of McLovin. That was my outfit. And yeah, I'll, I'll break down my outfit in a second, but she made me feel so comfortable. And that's one of the best things that like any nurse doctor can have is like incredible bedside manner, because I know there are some doctors that my family has dealt with that, and just everybody I feel like can relate at some point has dealt with somebody who just was a really not good at the, that, that bedside manner aspect, which is, I feel like a very important thing to have when you are taking care of somebody who is going under, um, out of their general anesthesia or just in general because you're dealing with their health and their livelihood. So yeah. Okay, now to break down the outfit that I went into surgery with. So the night before, I'm walking around the house. Hey, Keenan. Hey, Cameron. Do you have any joggers that are black that I could wear to surgery? Because if you know me, I'm not one to make a fashion mistake no matter the situation. So with that being said, I, you know, was scouring around the house looking for some sort of black joggers because I didn't want to wear leggings because I knew as soon as I came home, I would want to just like be chill and leggings sometimes can be like, I feel, you know, when leggings start to feel like leggings and they feel too tight, you know, that feeling. Yeah. I didn't want that to happen. So I wanted to wear black joggers and mine were dirty. And I was just like walking on the house. I was like, Cameron, Keenan, mine are in the laundry. Do you have any? And they were like, no. But then Cameron was on FaceTime with his girlfriend. So his girlfriend texted me and she's like, he has some Lulu ones. Go grab them. And I was like, I think they're dirty. And so I went and I tried to grab them. And he was like, they're dirty. I'm wearing them tomorrow. I was like, Cameron, if they're dirty, why are you wearing them tomorrow? But regardless, we moved past that. And I decided to take a step out of my comfort zone because I was like, nobody's going to see me. I'm going directly home. So I didn't make a fashion mistake, but I made a fashion compromise. Went in and I wore my, they told me, they told me to wear a short sleeve shirt, which I was already like, okay, I'm going to be cold, but I was wearing a short sleeve shirt with the McLovin driver's license on it from Pineapple Express, um, gray sweatpants, socks, and my Nana's old Crocs. I didn't mean to rhyme that, but it worked. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to put these Crocs on because they're going to be easy to take off if I want to take them off. But that was the fit, broke it down. And the nurses thought it was funny and I thought it was funny, which, you know, it created a conversation. So if you're, that's another tip too. And I didn't mean to do it, but if you want to try and start a conversation that's not related to surgery because you're nervous about surgery, wear something interesting that you can talk about. Like college t-shirt or something, if you don't have anything like funny or something, because then you can be like, like, oh, I go to this college or something, you know? Or maybe the nurse will be like, oh, did you go, do you go there? I went there, my friend went there, whatever. But yeah, ultimately, if you're nervous about surgery going in, find something to talk about that'll distract you. That kind of helps me because when they put that little heart monitor thing on your finger and you can hear your heartbeat, 
you really start to realize how stressed you are. And thankfully, I was able to get mine, you know, down quite a bit. And normally, I do have a really low heart rate, just naturally. And, but yeah, I was sitting there and they kept, the thing kept beeping. And I was like, beep, 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 beep. And I was like, okay, that's fast. So we got to slow down. I was like, we can see stuff on the brakes. So, but yeah, today I am swollen beyond beyond chipmunk mode i you know alvin and the chipmunks i'm the fourth member and there's a lot of rules with you know going out coming out of surgery so you like don't use the chew pad or the gauze after you know the first 24 hours as needed for bleeding and then um i can't eat or drink you know anything hard or like spicy and you know, soft foods for at least 24 hours. And then do not consume any liquids through a straw. But I can, you know, maintain and resume normal physical activity as tolerated two to three days after surgery. And no smoking, not a problem with me. Absolutely not. And it says do not rinse your mouth with anything for 24 hours, but you can can brush your teeth. You just have to be sensitive to the areas with the stitches. And I didn't think I was going to be able to feel the stitches, but I really can. If I reach my tongue back, I can feel the the stitches on the left side more than the right side, but I definitely know they're there. They don't hurt. And that's another thing with surgery though, is I could feel towards the end when I was, they were wanting to wake me up. I could feel the scratching or maybe that was at the beginning, but at one point I could feel scratching, but I couldn't feel anything that was hurtful. Um, but yeah, that was just an experience with, with, with the surgery. And then swelling is common after oral surgery for up to one week, maximum amount of swelling present the second day after surgery. I don't believe that line, or at least it didn't work with me because I'm more swollen today than I was yesterday. And yesterday, I thought I was the most swollen I was going to get. I, I, when I say I look like a chipmunk, I look like a chipmunk. I look like you could pop my cheeks with a with a with a needle. And like, I have sorority meet and greet tomorrow. I'm just going to have to break it down for him because if I if I didn't know me, I would look at me and think I was a little bit crazy or that I was having an allergic reaction because it doesn't look normal. And one of the things that I actually did that did not help my situation at all with recovery was the day that I got back, I could not feel my bottom lip or my chin. And so, which, which is normal. However, I started chewing on the inside of my, of my lip and ultimately I bit down on it so much that it started bleeding like really, really bad. And like just started like just like I don't not try to be gr gruesome here but it was a lot of blood and I was in a lot of pain the day after when I could feel it because when I the whole time I was biting down I didn't feel anything and I didn't think I was doing anything but I was so doing some unknown damage there to myself and I didn't mean to but now my my bottom lip is completely swollen and it's really really chapped and so I have to keep putting stuff on it and so it doesn't split but that's fun but after you know after surgery they say the second day is the worst swelling and it usually resolves after four to seven days and then you know apply ice to the outside of the face for 20 minutes and then leave off for 10 minutes and repeat that procedure for 24 hours but I've been doing that every single day because I'm not taking my chances with this swelling because if it's worse today who's to say it's not going to be even worse tomorrow and you know, the day after that, maybe. Also, they, they say that discoloration of face bruising could occur, but it's not a concern. I haven't experienced that yet. And the tightness and cheek limitation of in the opening of the mouth may occur for several days. And this I can attest to because while my swelling may not be as bad as my brother's were what my brothers had, 
my mouth is m- m- proportionally smaller than theirs. And so it is very difficult for me to bite down on much of anything. Yesterday, my best friend Emma came over and she actually took me to get McDonald's because I was like, I feel like I could eat something. So let's try some fries and nugs because those are soft. And so I did that and I managed to eat those. And that was actually really good. And I enjoyed it because after being on that liquid diet for 24 hours, I was excited to chew something. But now I've gone back to the more liquid diet today just to be safe because I can feel a little bit of soreness in my mouth. Last night, I also went with my mom to pick up mail at her office and we went by this place called Maria's and I got, she went in to get me crab dip, but they didn't have any. So she got me crab cake and I ate that on a biscuit, which was a, that was a long stretch, Mackenzie. I probably should not have done that because while it seemed like a good idea and it did taste good, it was very tough to eat because I could not open my mouth large enough, like wide enough. But also the biscuit was just really the texture just rubbed my gums in the wrong way, but it was delicious. But I'm not going to eat that again for probably the next 48 hours. Um, but another thing that they tell you to do is do a saltwater rinse of eight ounces of table salt in, in water every couple of hours after, you know, in, in, in like three to four times a day for four or five days. And I will be trying that Oh, excuse me. No, it's it's half a teaspoon of table salt in an eight ounce glass of warm water. So that's what I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to start doing that today. And hopefully that, that'll help my, you know, swelling go down and hopefully that'll help the wounds heal up. I was asked if I could feel the holes where they pulled the teeth out. And honestly, I can't. I just, I can feel the stitches. But, you know, surgery didn't go too bad. It actually went way better than I thought. I wasn't nervous about not waking up, but I was definitely worried about, you know, um, just being completely out of it when I woke up and like saying a bunch of things that I didn't want to say because typically I am a very blunt and, and very open book, tell the truth, no matter if you don't want to hear it kind of person. And I was afraid that I was going to say everything that I was thinking. Luckily I didn't. So if you're ever, if you're ever worried about what you're going to say when you wake up, Yeah, I don't think you're going to say anything that you really wouldn't want to say out loud to somebody. So that's good. Because my brother was telling me, he was like, yeah, you're going to just want to say everything that you're thinking. And I was like, huh? Do you know what goes through my head a lot of the time? It's things that I probably shouldn't say out loud. Huh? But anyways, another side effect of surgery, though, is just swollen lymph nodes. And nobody prepared me for this. Okay, so I was born with only being able to hear out of one of my ears. And so being balance a lot of the times when you're walking depends on your hearing ability and how you can and how you hear things which is why a lot of people who get older and they lose hearing end up having to use a walker or a cane because they do associate balance with sound reception in whatever ear but because i was born with it i've only ever known that 50 percent and i've been perfectly fine to balance and whatnot however coming out of surgery my lymph nodes are swollen and instead of being able to hear the normal person's 50 percent I could hear about 15 to 20, 25% of things, which threw my balance way off. And that's what I meant for like, when I was saying like, I'm still out of it and a little bit And yesterday I was out of it too, is because I'm, because my lymph nodes are so swollen, it takes me a bit to like gain my balance and just pay attention to how I'm walking and how I'm moving. 
because otherwise I would not be able to tell and I would probably fall flat on my face because I I don't hear those cues of like, oh, my heel is down or my like my foot is fully planted. So that's fun. A little fun guessing game going down the stairs if I'm not counting. So does anybody else do that? I've always just done that naturally, though, like count the stairs when I'm going down. It helps me focus. Maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm just a little bit crazy to do that. But, you know, oh, crazy here. We're counting the steps. No, um, no I just norm normally I just do that just to make sure I'm paying attention so I don't fall. But yeah, anyways, that that's like how my surgery went. And I was like, you know, I was really worried about going in. I was but once I came out, I was fine. And honestly, don't really want to go through it again. My mom had to get her wisdom teeth pulled twice, I think, or somebody related to me had to, because um, I think what happens is they got, they were impounded and they were growing back or something. I don't know, but my dad got his pulled at the student health center at Duke for like 20 bucks with no anesthesia, no medicine, no nothing. So we have, you know, two sides of the spectrum here. I don't know. I mean, he's fine, but he's my dad's also had like every surgery known to man, so no shock there. Okay, I think that's. I'm gonna wrap this up today. My face is completely swollen. My mouth is completely swollen. I'm just a big old chipmunk, big old marshmallow. But yeah, I know a lot of my friends are going back to school today, and I'm staying at home for this semester. But I hope they are all traveling safe. If you're listening to this, hi friends. Text me when you get to school. Um, I hope you're safe, and you know, stay healthy and you. Know, social distance and whatnot, whatever you need to do to keep yourself, you know, away from the COVID. Okay. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. I'm going to click this stop recording. And okay, everybody, that concludes today's episode of Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. I hope this episode made sense. I don't really remember everything, like anything that I said, but I remember the gist of it. It was about wisdom teeth and my surgery experience. Um, yeah, and I'm also talking in a lower register voice today. If you couldn't tell, my voice sounds very different, and it's because I can't hear myself when I talk in my normal voice. So, with that being said, I'm gonna go throw an ice pack on, drink a, eat a thawed out smoothie, and try not to go insane with this continued swelling. Try and actually help it go down is what I'm gonna do today. And if you're my friend and you're headed back to school today, or, or whenever you're listening to this, if you're headed back to school, shoot me a text let me know when you get there and that you're safe and sound because i care about you and i can't wait to talk with you guys next week don't know what really what we're going to talk about but it'll be something fun and exciting so anyways i'll see you guys next week bye